it's the spookiest time of year. And as we all know, nothing is spookier than bad economic theory. So join us for a very special Halloween episode of Pitchfork Economics as we share a spine-tingling tale of horror starring a founding father of trickle-down economics, James M. Buchanan. Now we propel ourselves backwards in time to the year 2003. It is All Hallows' Eve in an affluent Virginia suburb. Two children are walking through the chilly moonlit evening, their bags heavy with candy. I can't believe they were giving out full-size candy bars. I know. I got a Snickers and a Twix. Lucky. Hey, Chris, um, can I ask you a question? I've kind of been meaning to ask this all night. Sure. What's your costume supposed to be? Are you like Red Batman or something? What? No, obviously I'm Daredevil, like in the hit Ben Affleck movie Daredevil that came out earlier this year. I didn't see it. Man, it was the best. Comic book movies don't get any better. Anyway, at least I'm wearing a costume. This is a costume. I don't normally wear a trucker cap. Oh, nice Ashton Kutcher costume. Thank you. So, anyway, are we done trick-or-treating for the night? I mean, we got a pretty good haul. I think we should stop at one more house before we head home. I don't even know what other houses there are down this street. Oh, no. You're not suggesting we go trick-or-treating at Old Man Buchanan's house. Oh, yeah, I am. My parents warned me to stay away from Old Man Buchanan. Yeah, mine too. They told me he once sued a t-ball team for hitting a ball on his lawn. I hear one of those toddlers still owes him five grand. There's no way I'm going up there. Oh, come on. Give me one good reason. You've heard all the stories, right? He's that economist who thought Richard Nixon was way too liberal. And he worked with President Reagan's people to create voodoo economics. My dad said Buchanan used to complain about the tyranny of the majority. Yeah, he thinks it's a bad idea for a democracy if too many people get to vote. He sounds terrible. Doesn't he work with the Koch brothers? Yes, but that's exactly why we should trick-or-treat at his house. Everybody either hates or fears him, so he's probably got a ton of candy left over. Oh, can't argue with that logic. That's the spirit. Quick, to the Batmobile. For the last time, I'm not Batman. Meanwhile, in his study at the stately Buchanan household, economics Nobel laureate James M. Buchanan is hard at work writing an anonymous letter to the editor of the local newspaper. And so, in conclusion, pollution is not merely a riot, it is a mandate. Pollution equals progress and prosperity. And if the market demands a solution to pollution, then the market will provide one. Ah, yes, by gum, James Buchanan, you have done it again. What the devil? Why on earth would anyone rap at my door at such an ungodly hour? Trick or treat! I don't understand. Which part don't you understand? The trick or the treat? Both. Um, it's, uh, it's Halloween. So? So the tradition is that children go from door to door asking for candy. And in return, what do the homeowners get out of this tradition? 
Well, if they don't get candy, the kids will pull a prank on the homeowner. Well, that sounds like extortion. You know, it kind of does sound like extortion when you say it like that. It's just a nice thing that people do in their communities to bring people together, you know? You two hooligans would do well to heed the words of my old friend, British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher. Do you know which quote I'm referencing here? Uh, no. She once said, there is no such thing as society. Do you understand? Definitely not. We are all individuals living in the same time and the same place. But we are individually responsible for our own happiness and our own security. You can't touch community. You can't eat a society. And you certainly can't expect a complete stranger to provide you with gooey chocolate confections on demand like you're some kind of sweet-toothed mafioso. I don't think I'm following you here. You're looking for a handout, and I don't truck with handouts. You didn't provide any goods or services that warrant compensation from me. In short, you haven't earned candy. If you want candy, get a job, take your paycheck, and then you can buy all the root beer barrels and circus peanuts that you can stuff in your decaying little mouths. Pull yourself up by your own bootstraps, young Americans. You know, I always thought that saying was kind of ironic, given that in real life, it's physically impossible for someone to literally pull themselves up by their own bootstraps. I think we should go. This guy clearly isn't giving us any candy. Little Ashton Kutcher, you should listen to your friend in the red Batman costume here. I'm Daredevil, dude! Sorry, who? Let's go. Having just lectured two neighborhood children about the sanctity of personal freedom and the importance of free market capitalism, James Buchanan returned to his study in a surprisingly good mood. Which paper will I now turn my attention to? The treatise on the folly of expanding voting rights to women or the essay about unnecessarily restrictive child labor laws? But as Buchanan writes, he hears a stirring in his empty home. What's that? Who's there? Whoever this is, you should know that while I respect the rights of a corporation to steal property at will, on a personal level, I value the rights of ownership above all else. And then, lit by candlelight in the doorframe, Buchanan sees it, a ghost seven feet tall and cloaked in a white flowing robe. A spirit! James Buchanan! I have returned from the other side of the grave to warn you! Warn me of what? Your economic thinking! It's totally wrong! I'm sorry, come again? When you apply your economic thinking to an economy for too long, all the wealth will accrue to the very top of the income scale. Uh, Yes, that's the point. But then the poor will revolt and destroy everything. Well, even 
I have to admit that taxation is useful for preserving the status quo through policing and military force. Well, let's say for the sake of argument that you do somehow achieve a totalitarian police state that relies on capitalist principles. The economy will still collapse because the consumer spending of the top 1% isn't nearly enough to sustain an economy on its own. We simply can't expect people to behave with communities' best interests in mind. Capitalism is the best economic system because it incorporates human selfishness into the way things work. In fact, it relies on selfishness by rewarding those who behave the most selfishly. But humans aren't selfish, James. We are a cooperative animal that rapidly innovates solutions to problems. That's the heart of capitalism. Your life's work is built on a fundamental misunderstanding of human nature. This is absurd. Inclusion is the key, James. All the work you've done to undermine voting rights, legal protections, and unions is damaging the country, not strengthening it. I'm not going to sit here and listen to this claptrap in my own home. In your 1975 book, The Limits of Liberty, did you not write, Each person seeks mastery over a world of slaves? Why, yes, that is a direct quote of my work. James, the assumption that all any human being wants is to own other human beings is so fundamentally screwed up that we could spend the rest of our afterlife explaining what's wrong with it. But instead, we're just going to chase you around your house a little bit. Yes! The ghost approaches Buchanan, its ectoplasmic footsteps drawing ever closer. Enough! Stay away, spirit! Go haunt someone else! Buchanan runs through his home. And locks himself in his pantry. Ooh, ooh. <coughs> Man, this ghost voice is tough on the throat. Chris, you can get off my shoulders now. He's not coming out of there until morning. Boy, this ghost costume sure came in handy. It's a good trick. You can't say we didn't warn the guy. Hey, how come you know so much about Buchanan's work? Yeah, my mom's an economist. Hey, do you want to go outside and TP his house? I thought you'd never ask. For James Buchanan on Halloween evening of 2003, a long night of cowering in the pantry, racked with self-doubt, had begun. Could the spirit be correct? Is my life's work a lie? Halloween is a day for disguises and tricks, but in many ways, those falsehoods are merely a path to discover deeper truths within oneself. Could trying to systematically omit whole swaths of people particularly non-white communities and women, from fully participating in society be wrong? Nah. <laughs> but also, some people are just terrible. Say, I'm hungry. Mmm, I thought we were out of chunky soup. Oh, 
it's the beefy kind too. And that's when one of the most prominent economic thinkers of the 20th century realized a central flaw in his thinking. Oh no, there's no can opener in here. You might live in the most vibrant market economy in the world, but if nobody's around to sell you a can opener, you're not gonna eat any soup. Happy Halloween! <laughs> Pitchfork Economics is produced by Civic Ventures. If you like the show, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Find us on Twitter and Facebook at Civic Action and Nick Hanauer. Follow our writing on Medium at Civic Skunkworks and peek behind the podcast scenes on Instagram at Pitchfork Economics. As always, from our team at Civic Ventures, thanks for listening. See you next week.